it is it is taken it is crumpled up the garbage i swear to god David, show it to your cellar i do that i go like this and i throw it because Welcome back to The Walkthrough, where we walk you through this week's trending topics in real estate. I am your co-host, moderator, and captain of BAM, Dan O'Neill. We have an incredible episode lined up here today. Joining me always, my co-host, the BA, Eric Simon, first of his name. Eric, how are you today? First of his name. I like that. Is that a Game of Thrones reference? Am I a Targaryen today? You are, buddy. Sweet. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have any, anything else. Shout out to Diane. On today's yeah. show, we have two highly requested returning guests that are both absolutely crushing right now. First, this guy's on absolute fire with content. He might be the new captain of BAM, honestly. Wow. Uh, welcome back to the show, Mr. Tom Story. Tom, how are you, buddy? I am doing great. I appreciate being back here. Same crew as the last time we did this. So, uh, yeah, I'm fired up, ready to go. And that, that episode did numbies. Also, back by popular demand, the queen of hooks, Miss Utah Page. Page, how are you today? Doing good. Thank you. I'm excited to, be, excited to be back. We are very excited to have you. All right. This week, we are talking how to build a newsletter, Rocket Mortgage 1% Loan. Uh, that's kind of crazy. Agents leaving the industry and much, much more. Make sure to like, subscribe. Hi, mom. Let's get to it. Topic number one, agents are leaving the industry. This data is from NAR and an interesting Twitter thread here. Haley, if we could pop this up here, I'm going to quote from the, the Twitter thread that took this data from NAR. The growth rate in realtors registered with NAR officially went negative in May this month of 2023. That's the first contraction of the, in the number of realtors in America since the 08 crash. Little scary or not. Realtors are quitting, according to this thread, because prices are now on the decline you can see a pretty tight historical relationship between home prices and the realtors in the graph below. Uh, it's pretty actually wild how closely linked they are. However, despite the recent quits, the overall number of realtors is still very high, just over 1.5 million, way higher than the previous peak in the mid 2000s. So that's indicating that we're still in kind of the very beginning stages of this housing downturn, I guess. Uh, the big issue here for realtors is commissions. Right now, the average uh, realtor only earns $58,000 a year in commissions. That's close to the lowest level on record in an inflation-adjusted terms um, and well below the good times in the mid-2000s. Not just on average. The reality is that a handful of the whale agents or like the top 3% in everybody's market are taking all the commissions and all the deals. And then everybody else, many of who are probably struggling, are just getting that $58,000 a year level and they can't afford to stay in the business. So Moral of the story, we're likely just in the beginning stages of realtors quitting. Um, it's a, an interesting behavioral indicator to track for the economy and the housing market market overall. Tom, I will kick it to you first because you are on fire and you will never be quitting this industry. What is your take on realtors exiting the industry and do you see this in Toronto? Uh, we're starting to finally see it as well. But what I will say is I think when you hear this come out, there's a lot of the industry that will cheer loudly, being like, it's about time, we don't need this many people. I've got a bit of a soft spot in me, it's like, I don't want people to fail, right? Like if they're actually showed up every single day and tried hard, this isn't a great thing that's happening for them. 
um, probably haven't been reading the BAM articles over the last yeah. year. Team team player here, obviously. Um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, this this was obviously going to happen. When you look at 2021, pretty much across North America, deals were falling on your lap, right? You didn't really have to do much. Everyone was just working in their business. They weren't working on it. They didn't care about their systems or follow up because there was just so much opportunity. There was so much happening. And then that very slowly, like the tap was just turned off. And that happened as the rates started going up. Because what's happening in Canada was the same thing was ha happening with you guys. We're just kind of following the Fed, what we do with our rates. And sales volume dropped 40%, 40% less opportunity. But all the people that saw what started happening was like, oh, I'm going to get my license. They get in and they're like, wait, this is actually really, really hard. And maybe giving up early. And, but what I, what I actually think, and I don't know the exact data here. I'd have to look at it again. But like, I'm sure it's agents that got in in 2019, 2020. And then 2021, they're like, oh, I think the realtors leaving the industry is going to change that much for the people already doing the business. No, probably not, because they are probably the ones doing under five transactions a year or part time. They're not real. They were never actually your competition anyways. Right. But I, yeah, I agree. I think this is just the beginning. Yep. I, if Unless the market continues to pick up again or we magically see rates start pushing down again, uh, there's less opportunity and you really got to be good at what you do in this market. Yeah. Pedro, are you seeing this? Have you noticed some people maybe exiting the industry that were part-time or that maybe aren't making uh, enough money really to maintain this as a career? Yeah. Well, I also wonder if a lot of that number has to do with more people getting their license and just doing it on the side. I feel like real estate has kind of become cool over the last few years with like the Ryan Serhans and all these real estate shows that make it seem like it's so easy walk through this like $10 million house and your four inch heels and like show them the view and then you, you know, make a ton of money. So I feel like a lot. Yeah, exactly. It seems so I don't easy. need, I don't need 10 inch heels. I'm already six ten. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think that there's a lot of people that like think it's cool and easy and got their license and are doing it on the side. And then also it was easy for a while, like a lampshade could literally sell your house. You just put it on the market. Now it's getting a lot harder. So I think it's going to be a lot harder for like, oh, I'm just going to have my niece do it. People are getting a lot more selective because sellers are smart. They know that the market is hard right now. And so they're like, okay, I want somebody who's super experienced, who knows what they're doing. And so it's kind of good for the agents that are a little bit more seasoned and have been going all in this whole time. Um, because people are looking for people who have been really working hard this entire time and they're not just going to like give it to their cousin's friend or whatever that just got their license. So, you know yeah. what, you know what you touched upon that it became cool to become a real estate agent. I agree. And I think that's actually awesome for our industry in general, because when I first got my license in 2015, 16, I was embarrassed to tell people I was a real estate agent. I thought it was like, Hey everyone, I failed at what I was just doing. Now I, now look at me, I got my real estate license. Let's do something here. Right. Like, yeah. and I think the, I think as annoying as some of these shows are like the selling sunsets, um, the, the million dollar listing, uh, buying Beverly Hills, these shows have warped the, the brain of the average viewer into thinking, okay, real estate actually is an awesome industry. And then also during the pandemic, like Tom said, 2020, 2021, anybody could sell houses. And it kind of just became the cool thing to do to get your real estate license because all you saw in the news was housing prices, housing prices skyrocketing. There's 50 offers on each property. And these sort of things are like triggers. Like you see crypto prices going up. You see NFT prices going up. You're like, all right, I got to get in this industry because this is where all the money's to be had. And now yeah. you see a couple headlines saying, okay, maybe prices are going the other way that the people are just getting out of the industry now just who got their license kind of on a whim. Yeah. 
Um, and, and the few things, I mean, I, I agree with all of you. I, I think I don't wish bad upon anybody. I don't want to see anybody leaving the industry, but I do think that we need a little bit of a cleanse. And I do think it should be a little bit more difficult to get your license, at least for me, in my opinion, for some of the people that I deal with. Again, I don't wish bad upon them, but I maybe just wish that they weren't in my market or industry. With that said, I told my team last July when we kind of were hitting this recession, like, hey, guys, if you're in the bad habits right now and you're not fixing it or you're not working on them, you're going to get exposed and you're going to get exposed quick. And a lot of people have seen that in the first six months of this year, uh, or even dating back to really August, I would say, when we lost, you know, we're down 40% uh, transaction wise. And if you weren't doing the right thing, you know, you're going to be one of those agents, unfortunately. So it's just a reminder to, you know, make sure that you're following up and you're doing the things that we all knew that we needed to do, be the knowledge broker, all those things. Um, but yeah. And, and what I love most about it too, is like now it's, the agents like us can shine, right? Because you, like you said, Paige, the lampshade, right? Now, like, hey, you know what? You want to use that lampshade? Well, that lampshade gets 90%, uh, you know, above asking for, you know, their average sale price, right? We get 120, right? So you want to use the lampshade, your cousin, cousin Jimmy, or you want to use the number one team, right? You want to use the best in the business, Paige, Tom, and you know? So it's now allowing us to shine and, and get back to really like what we know how to do. It's not yeah. the market to take a chance as a seller right now. You're not taking a chance on someone, right? And and why we pr probably should have actually seen this coming sooner. I don't know, you know, Paige, Dan, but I have never had more people reach out to me this year trying to join my team than ever before. And it's all these agents that were doing okay on their own. And now they're like, oh, I actually haven't sold a house in five months. And like, I need, yeah. I need mentorship. I need leads. I need opportunity. I need structure. That was probably the first sign. Yeah. I, mean, me I don't want to... I don't want agents to get out of the business because the more agents, the more followers, <laughs> the more people are watching BAM. So I want that number to keep going up. So the more BAM the agents who subscribers. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I want like, the, you're right, Tom. There's a lot of people that see these headlines and agents kind of celebrate it because they're like, oh, look at them. They're, you know, all the people thought it was easy and I'm still in the business. Look at me. It is kind of a great little green screen you could do. In fact, we should play one right here by Shane Bergman, who actually broke down this article. Haley, if you got that teed up. National Association of Realtors. Look, look how happy he is. So the article starts off explaining why membership might be down. And it says, as the housing market continues to struggle with high rates, low inventory, and unpredictable demand, new data shows that the National Association of Realtors, or NAR, ranks are now shrinking for the first time in years. Now, it's not a crazy amount of realtors that we've lost yet but when you're looking at year over year we're down about 0.66 percent some have speculated that this growth rate is very similar to what they saw back in the 80s i'll show you a chart that leads back to that What's so it's actually really cool <laughs> so check out this chart you might want to screenshot it all the way left shows back to the 80s and what that's the enough two lines we get it. he's just he's just repeating the article i will I, say I'm this because shane is literally i've never seen the guy so happy he's got a oh, smile yeah. ear to ear he looks like the grinch he's like <laughs> he does. He I will say this great green screen. I like how he's jumping around to, to different portions of the article. I thought he had a good hook. I like the music in the background and the captions. So how do you do that? on green screen? I think you guys are doing a tutorial. I need to watch it, but like where you make it like makes yourself smaller without like cutting to a different thing that it looks so cool. You, professional. I've seen a Chris Benjamin do that where it's like he's in a chair and then it like slowly shrinks down. It looks so nice. Chris Benjamin uses an actual green screen. So he actually oh, has a green screen behind it. him. So he's, right, he's cool. like full blown, but I don't yeah. know. You could minimize your face on the green screen. Yeah. Yeah. Know. But then you have to like record the whole segment like that. 
Yeah, yeah. exactly. Is he yeah. plugging his microphone into his phone as well? <laughs> like what? That's a whole know. other level. That's amazing. <laughs> I don't know. There's something there too. I like it because it, it's kind of like he's a reporter. Yeah. You know, Great. it's like, and I like that it wasn't one of those, those uh, mini mics that we're not yeah. fans of. So anyway, I think that's enough on this topic, right? Yeah, People right. are leaving the industry. That's fantastic. Agreed. All right. Make sure to throw us a like, throw us a comment here. Let, it, let us know if, uh, if uh, you see people leaving the industry and how you feel about it. And also shout out to Diane. All right. Yeah. Topic number two from BAM staff, the listing video from Ryan Serhant that every agent can replicate. A listing video that's quick and engaging. Ryan gets right to the point, starting with a hook. You have to check this out. From there, the video features a sped up tour of Ryan walking through the property that allows viewers to quickly get a sense of the property's layout features and overall appeal while the fast paced visuals keep the video engaging and prevent viewers from losing interest. We have the video teed up and Serhant, like is, I was talking to Eric about it. He's very much so like, like the first person to do something right. Or, or try something out and kind of, in my opinion, he's a trendsetter, right? He's doing the startup videos. He's, he's just always like one state. I even think he was the first person to did the green screen. I think he created the green screen and then <laughs> just, just hammered it to death, right? Ricky but, Caruth is crushing those green screens. He, oh, hyster- yeah. he hysterically laughs before every single one of them. <laughs> and I think that hook is starting to turn on me now where I actually like it because you just hear, look what's yeah. happening with the housing market. And then he just pops up. It's great. I love it. Yeah. Uh, but so Sir is very much so like kind of that, that innovator, right? And, and we can all, like I look to him to learn for content and, and, and specific ideas. And I think what I love the most about it too is like Sir spends millions of dollars on, on a video team and all, all the above. He's shooting these things probably on his phone. Like he actually doesn't need the Sony A2000. He's literally doing this on his phone, like on a certain setting. And I love the like the raw aspect of it. So Haley, you have it teed up here. Can we play Mr. Serhant's, uh This is not Andrew Undum to be confused. You have to check this out. In the heart of Chicago on Printer's Row, there's the most incredible home I've ever seen. And it's a standalone building. The house is 7,000 square feet. And you wouldn't even know that it's actually a home because it looks like its own building. It's a five-bedroom, five-bath. has that private pool that I just stuck my hand in. This is the primary suite. Look at that closet. The bathroom is humongous. Look at the shower. Oh, don't get wet. The house keeps going there's an entire other floor that staircase that architectural staircase is insane it's so much bigger in person than it looks we've got our own gym that i just jumped on that treadmill didn't really do much look at the views here and everything's amazing i didn't even know you could get this in chicago the building is on the national register of historic places you're right across from this amazing train station that's been there for hundreds of years you have your own commercial grade elevator and then there's a surprise wait for it walking 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 you get your own market you have to check that made me a little car sick i think maybe just because it's yeah. you know a little fast on, on the screen but just puke yeah i just got i just got car sick uh but that that is like an incredible video he does a voiceover like that it's just a sick listing and what do you guys think Paige? you're, you're you are the queen of hooks yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I think he literally did one take on the voiceover because he was like late on like saying some of his stuff, but he's so busy. It makes sense. Also, that listing is so amazing that you can get away with it. Like people just want to see him walking through. But like if you have a $500,000, you know, house that's, <laughs> that's old and needs updates, like I don't think people are going to want to watch you walk through the whole thing. So you'll have to have some sort of hook or saying something a little bit more clever to keep people interested. Um, yeah. But yeah, he's the king. I feel like he always has amazing listings, so it's awesome. But 
um, yeah, I think it always helps if you have a hook and you're a little bit more creative, but sometimes it's hard. Like if you have a bunch at once to come up with something unique for every single one. So if you have a listing, that's just beautiful, at least, yeah, have you walking through it. People would rather see somebody walking through it than just, you know, a video of the house. It makes it more interesting. So I think at bare minimum, it's a good idea that you can apply to any listing pretty much as long as it's nope. kind of pretty. That would be funny if it was just a 500 square foot house and the voiceover lasts literally five seconds. He just walks around a little apartment. I mean, you know, that, that right there looked like a workout. Like Ryan just did that, a 5,000 square foot house in like literally 60 yeah. seconds, right? Like that's a pretty big workout, but not everybody has the, you know, not everyone's as blessed to be able to have that. So uh, Tom, what do you think about like the quick hooks, the voiceover? Is this something that you might kind of implement? Do you have any 5,000 square foot? Uh, not current, not currently, but, um, you know what I noticed too? So the first thing where my eye went was to the first comment, which sums up social media, which was like, are you sure you want to buy this in Chicago? That's not a safe area, which just sums up like what social media is. <laughs> that was is. me actually. Yeah. That was you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but listen, I think like I'm a huge Sirhan guy. I, I really appreciate what he does. Our company flew him in to do our kickoff this year. Like, I think it's also easy as a real estate agent to look at him and just be jealous but you yeah. got to admit, he's really damn good at what he does, right? Like, he's just really good. And yeah. I also noticed, I was looking in it, he, that was not his listing. It was probably a Sirhan company listing. But don't think if you're a real estate agent that you don't have these opportunities that you can't just call up someone and say, I'm going to market this. But he did it the right way. There's some agents in my market that have massive followings on TikTok and they do these types of videos. But I don't see their face. They're not yeah. even a part of it. It's like, congrats on your 2.5 million views, but no one reached out to you. So I, I think you can take that style of video. I think the way he did it with the walkthrough and then the voiceover after seems to be the new trend. Yeah, I think it's a masterclass in terms of video, keeping it quick, the transitions. Like, I was interested the whole time. I think it's great. For someone who's agent, not coming. Go sorry, ahead. go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, uh, there's an agent on uh, Instagram. Her name's, she's on Instagram and TikTok. Her name's Agent Gila, and I follow her, yes. and she does awesome walkthroughs. She's like, hey, I showed my buyers these three houses today. This is what we like. This is what she, they didn't like. This is the price, and she just goes through. There's a couple shots of her face, and I'm like, I like to see what they are because they're fast. And uh, anyways, I know there's a debate on whether you should show other people's listings, but I never care. I'm like, great, more advertisement for my listings. Go for it. Agent yeah. Gila, Gila Goodman. We've done a couple of green screen collabs with her. They have crushed. Gila, if you're watching this, come back to us. Let's do some more <laughs> green screens. We love your voiceovers. But totally agree with Tom. The voiceover seems to be the new wave in terms of listing videos. I think also for agents who are uncomfortable on camera, who have to be like, hey, here's the kitchen. It's, you know, it's got marble slabs or whatever. Like that, that, takes, that takes a lot of takes, right? Like not everybody could do that. And, and I think this is a great way where you could just walk around and point at things and then do the voiceover afterwards. So I like that. I like that he showed that it's on top of a market too. So he's also giving you yeah. some context as to where the listing is. And then I also liked that he was playing a Frank Sinatra Chicago song in the background. Anytime you could provide further context to your video with good mm -hmm. audio, that's when it crushes. Like that, those are, those are my best videos. When I could tap into something like a New York, New York, if I'm talking about a, the New York housing market or something like that, where it just adds that additional flavor, we really feel like you're in the post. So shout out Sirhan, he's a boss, but you know what we got better than Sirhan's video, Dan? Tell Utah me, real estate page, page Sackling's <laughs> video. This might be one of the best hooks I've ever seen. And we've said this before about you. So Haley, if you could tee up Paige's new listing video. Let's tee, watch tee it up, tee it up. Get it, get it, <laughs> tee it up. 
I may need to work on my aim, but with my newest listing, walking distance from Willow Creek Country Club, I think my aim and my swing would get a lot better. This home sits right at the base of Big and Little Cottonwood Canyon with a creek running right through the backyard. It's 5,000 square feet with a walkout basement. Let's go check it out. Check it out now. I work the pen to make the ink transform on any particular surface the pen lands on. I care if it's hands on. What's the beat? The coolie high cold cheeks. High post-technique. I drape off poetic landscapes and shapes. Woo! Damn! <laughs> the queen of hooks. By the way, would you drive that 485 yards? That was <laughs> was that you? Thank you for the hype. It was not me. My swing okay. is like embarrassing. I was going to say, that's Ashley. an LPGA swing. Right She's there. amazing. Yeah. She got like a hole in one at Silverleaf, which is apparently a really cool course. And uh, she said, I'm like, can, wait, can I just like use your swing and pretend like it's me? She's like, sure. But the, I tagged her, so I couldn't actually I mean, take the credit. She, she like could be your stunt double because I, I genuinely thought that that was you. So Yeah, yeah. We all, we all so, look the same over here. So first <laughs> off, brilliant way to show that you're by a golf course is yeah. you just – literally use the golf ball in the swing and drive it straight to your listing. That was fantastic. Did you come up with that or like, what was the creative behind this? Yeah. So, I mean, my, what I really go all in on is the marketing of my listings and that's what's helped me get, get a lot of them. And I try to go into the house, like spend some time there and try to really think what is the avatar buyer for each listing that house, as you could see, it needed a lot of updates. The sellers didn't want to do them. They're an older couple. They're like, we just want to sell it. So I'm like, okay, this isn't an amazing location really close to ski resorts right next to the golf course. So I'm just going to use that as the hook and really like try to, you know, the backyard is amazing and try to emphasize that. And then we'll just show a cool, a couple of cool shots of the house. That's awesome. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, it, it's always tough too. Like when you have a house that, you know, you're part of your presentation is you're going to do a video, you're going to do all these things, but sometimes the house isn't, you know, it's not certain it's, you know, $5 million listing. So you got to yeah. get creative and you have to find ways that you can attract people to the house without potentially showcasing, Hey, this needs complete a gut renovation. Right. So yeah. I don't know how, much, how much better it is to show the golf course and yeah. the tee shot going to the house than just saying like, by the way, this is right by a golf course. And then you have no context for it. It's like you, you literally feel like the house is on the golf course and that tee shot's going to hit it. Yes. So it was just, I want, I want a, that house. I, yeah. that, I want that house and the song. I don't even know what song that was. I have to go back. Like that just made my day. And you said, check, check it out as the song said, check it out. Like it was perfect. Exactly. Yeah, it, and my, you catch my, the golf ball. Sister. I can't take credit for that, but, um, but yeah, my sister's a videographer. So she, she did the song and, and it was perfect. So yeah. Nice. If that if that was a Matt Leonetti video, he would have been in the house and like four golf balls would have smashed through the windows or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hits him straight in the head. That's a great way to show Amazing. we're on the golf course, but you're in direct line of Dan yeah, Neal's that. that would have made it go even more viral. On the yeah. next one, the next one, I'll just get No, because then if you did out. that, people would be scared to get that house because if you're getting smoked by golf balls nonstop, <laughs> that could actually hurt the location. It's great That's to be a little true. a little off the beaten path because sometimes you see those houses with huge nets in front of them. Yeah. Eric, like, Eric's so, very used to being over there, so he, he knows everybody's backyard and every course he plays. Some, sometimes before I tee off, I'll actually bring my own net with me and set it up outside of all the houses and just put 300 yards of netting on the left side of the fairway so I don't destroy all these houses. Uh, great, great anyway, video, Paige. Incredi Paige. Incredible hook, Paige. Your listing videos continue to amaze everybody, so great Thank work. You. And Thank let, you. Let's, get this, let's get this house sold here. If you're, where, where is this house? Um, it's in Sandy, Utah. So close to Snowbird, close to the ski resorts and, uh, obviously right by the golf course. So great location, close to downtown. 
Hell yeah. I just Love I just want to add because Paige, you're here. It's cool that we're talking about someone's video that's here. Is like that enhanced the house that made the house look like like pictures couldn't have been able to do what that video did and that's the difference between what you're doing versus a boring listing video going through each room that no one cares about and it's too long right yeah yeah it also gets shared more like i had a couple people in the neighborhood and then i would say my friend who's like i used her golf swing like people want to share stuff that's more interesting and people are like oh this is my neighborhood look how cool my neighborhood is you know like and so, but if I'm just like sharing pictures of a house that kind of needs updates, like no one's going to share it or care. So it helps. probably got hundreds, you, hundreds of shares and yeah, exactly. People think it's you, which is even yeah. sicker. How many shares yeah. did that get? Um, I don't know. Cause it doesn't tell you the exact number, but like, you know, delayed. if you go on the, but yeah, like even right now, like current public reshares, it's like still a full page of them. So yeah, solid. You know, and that's just public, not even all the ones yeah. they're just sending to their friends you don't see, right? Yeah, Dan yeah, and I yeah. just sending that back and forth to each other, accounting to for 10,000 shares. By the way, if you want to know how to review your insights like this, you got to join BAMX. This is the go-to real estate education platform in the game, you can become a better agent by joining BAMX for literally a coffee a month. It's an absolute no-brainer. There's a link down in the description. We have my Instagram course. We have Tom Tools objection handling course. We have my green screen course, how to master it like Shane Bergman coming out June 1st. And of course, we have Tom Stories course. Tom, do you want to talk a little bit about your course and what agents could get from it? Yeah. So I think that real estate agents fall into a trap of saying, I want to make videos because they want the recognition. But if you're making the videos and not selling any more homes because of making the videos, you are wasting your time. That is my personal opinion. So what I did is based on what was actually working for me in my business and our team does over a hundred transactions a year. I'm not just making videos for the fun of it. I'm doing it to get face-to-face -face appointments. Like I'm obsessed with this thing, right? I'll show you the types of videos and they're not the page listing video, right? They're not the Matley and Nettie funny ones, but what they are is the direct to consumer or market focused, more boring, but like educational that actually gets people to reach out to you when they're ready. And I'll give you the full blueprint. Hell yeah. So join right. BAMX. There's a link down in the description. Use code walkthrough. That's W-L-K-T-H-R-U for 10% off. It is 10 bucks a month if you get the annual. Get in there. There's a private Facebook community. Dan's mm. chirping in there all the time. Mm. Join it right now. Let's go. Yes. yes. Uh, all right. On to topic number three. Incredible ad read, by the way. That might have been the best one you've ever done in the history of the show. <laughs> uh, also, give us a little comment here if you want Tom to be the new captain because this guy is in one. All right. Topic number three. Rocket Mortgage announces 1% down home loan program. This is on the BAM, posted by BAM staff, Vanessa Bowman. One plus, a new 1% down home loan program was announced by Rocket Mortgage this week. In addition to saving upfront costs for the down payment, One Plus also offers mortgage insurance at no cost to the home buyer. With One Plus, qualified home buyers only have to save up 1% of the home's purchase price for a down payment compared to the typical 3%. So if you're purchasing a $250,000 home, this would reduce your down payment from $7,500 to $2,500. This is this. I, I I didn't have enough time to really dive into this, but it, what are the risks that the bar, borrowers face if they default? Uh, is Rocket Mortgage working with like a down payment assistance nonprofit or a government like enterprise? How does uh, how does this affect mortgage rates? Like, I'll just start off, and, I, and you guys can talk about it. But if I see a, a, a Rocket Mortgage pre approval, I don't care if it's one percent, ten percent. It's it's in the garbage. 
It is on one of my listings. It is it is taken. It is crumpled up. The garbage. I, I swear to God. Don't even show it to your seller. I do that. I go like this, and I throw it because you can literally go on online, right? You can with your little thumbs and type in that you make nine hundred thousand dollars. You you own ten red lobsters, but really you're like you're the dishwasher at Red Lobster. It spits you out a pre-approval. The deal never closes, and then your seller hates you. So this is what I do when I see Rocket Mortgage. I do that. So the fact that they're putting out 1% uh, loans is I, – I don't even understand how that's possible. That's scary. And I also read, too, that there's another, uh, there's another company uh, that is doing that as well, which is even more scary. 1% loans? I mean, I don't know. Tom, you, you're the captain of BAM. Give me some insight here, please. I mean, unless I'm missing something here and there's a major penalty to break it or what it is, is they're covering the rest of the down payment and they get a portion of the equity of your house or something like that. It's like, I know a decade's passed since 2008, but do we totally forget what happened? Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And, and if you want to go even further here, and this is where it gets like crazy, the UK just made 0% down payment programs for renters to get into the market. Zero, zero. So- I mean, there's I obviously there's obviously more to this story here, um, but I would be very concerned uh, if this is something that becomes a trend uh, in the mortgage industry because uh, this can't end well. It makes headlines, though. Paige, do you like if you get a rock and mortgage pre-approval? Are you lighting it on fire like Dan does? Do you throw it in your fireplace and no? I call <laughs> like we got an offer yesterday, and um, I'm like, well, I'm not going to accept it until I call and personally talk to the loan officer. Um, because I want to make sure they're super solid. I want to see if it's been into underwriting and, and, you know, how solid the buyers are, if it's still valid, all that kind of thing. I think that like the more loan options there are, the better personally, you know, obviously it's harder for first time home buyers to get into a home right now. So I think it's good to have more options to compare, you know, the different loan programs. Um, I think I talked to my loan officer briefly. He said there was a limit on it. It's like up to 350 and then you have to make 80% or less of like the average median income in your area. Um, but obviously it does get scary, you know, if you're upside down in your mortgage and, and you have to sell. I also, I mean, they've tightened things up where like the lending standard. So it's a lot harder to get approved for a loan anyways. So, you know, if you're solid and you can definitely afford the monthly payment, but just with inflation, you've had a hard time saving up that down payment. I think there's a place for it. Um, but yeah, it definitely gets scary when you start handing out more and more loans to everybody. We don't want to get into another 2008 situation. So I'll tell you this, I'm going to use rocket mortgage, Dan. We're looking to buy a first house. You're telling me if I could just type in, make up my income and get a pre-approval letter and put 1% down, I'm in. So I'm going on rocketmortgage.com right after this yeah. and applying and gonna, for a loan. And then they're going to, they're going to pull up your financials and you're gonna close on the house. And you're going to lose your money. Minus 200 heat Celtics, minus 400 heat Celtics, <laughs> minus 600 heat Celtics. Can I get a winner, please? Who's going to win please. the game tonight? Heat versus Celtics. Someone tell us. Give me something. Uh, oh my God. The, Celtics, uh, the Heat are winning. Uh, I did actually win pretty big last night on the Florida Panthers. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Change, Thanks change. for telling me that one, huh? Just keep telling the Islanders. Yep. Islanders win. All right, let's let's uh, let's move on here. Uh, in my opinion, if they're they're giving out one percent loans, if they're giving out zero percent down loans. Like, listen, VA, totally different, totally different scenario. But a zero percent, right? No money loan. That's scary to me. Uh, what's going to go to Europe? Got to go to Europe for that one. So I might, I might be headed to Europe also, Tom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I just go wherever the cheapest load is. I'm just flying <laughs> around. 
god. All right. Uh, if you have any, if you have any other insight on this uh, one percent yeah. loan here, or any any other thoughts, please let us know in the comments. Do you do you guys have any other final final comments here? Uh, comment the you? comment the rocket emoji in the comments if you're listening and you're enjoying this. <laughs> Am I the only one that throws away rocket mortgage pre approvals? Like, I, I, I we don't know. have them in Canada. There's a reason why. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely don't throw them away, especially if if they're my only offer. But you know, once once we hope. (laughs) Well, listen, I don't. I don't just not (laughs) tell her the offer. I just call the agent up and I say, "Hey, you need to tell this buyer to get vetted elsewhere." Because trying to call a rocket mortgage rep is like trying to get a hold of Delta Airlines, you know, to get your bag that's in Arizona when you're in, (laughs) you know, freaking Florida. Uh, It's worse than that, honestly. It's like Frontier or Spirit Airlines. So the worst. yeah, it's, don't, I don't want to say that I'm not showing the seller the offer. I'm just right, yeah, right, right. Uh, All right, moving on. 1% loans. That's uh, criminal. All right, topic number four. Meta's Twitter competitor app is set to be launched some, sometime next month. Uh, Meta Twitter's competitor is moving closer to launch with selected creators now being briefed. <laughs> briefed. Was uh, this a, poli- a policy decision? They have the war room and they have like a couple cringe Instagram <laughs> creators there sitting. Letting them know that this is coming out. <laughs> uh, so they're being briefed uh, at the White House on uh, how Instagram text-based app tentatively titled Barcelona <laughs> will function. Weird. Oh, my God. It's preparation age. Uh, as you can see in these images uh, that we maybe we'll put up, maybe we won't, uh, Instagram is, is trying to essentially put out a more simplified version of Twitter with more aligned a, a chat-based feed. It's deliberate because over the last few years, more conversations on Instagram have switched to DMs with the main feed becoming a discovery platform as users move away from public posting activity. With this in mind, uh, this app is designed to basically be a giant group chat that anybody can join, which is similar to Twitter in concept, but with a more Instagram specific tilt. Eric. Yeah. Barcelona. Were were you in were you in the in the in the room? Were you uh were yeah, you exactly I was like you gotta oh, name this after Barcelona. I don't even know where is Barcelona? It's Something in Spain, right? It's just, you do you even, Barcelona's a city. I know, but right? I'm just saying right guys? Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. You can get okay, a zero percent right. loan there, Eric. Yeah, okay, good, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um my thoughts on this are okay. I, I don't know I don't know if people are gonna move from Twitter to this. I think the interesting thing in this article was there was a picture from what the sociopath Adam Masseri Instagram CEO said. He said that more conversations are happening in DMs and stories and that more users are posting to stories now than in the actual feed, just like Dan said. So as Instagram is is adopting the TikTok-like algorithm, the sense of discovering a bunch of, of um, posts and, and videos, less people are posting on the actual feed and just posting to stories and dms so post more on the post more on your stories i don't know i don't really know where i'm going with this i, th- I think whatever tom <laughs> page help me out here what's going on with this barcelona, barcelona. I, I hope that <laughs> if they're trying to compete with twitter they at least make it like a little bit of a less cesspool of negativity of what twitter yeah. is because i don't spend time there because you, you you leave if you feel awful about yourself when you leave twitter and um so hopefully that's it. And it's funny though, like all these social media platforms are basically all becoming the same. They're all yeah. taking features from everything. And it'll be interesting to see like, you know, IGTV was a big flop, but obviously stories was massive, which took down Snapchat until the next generation jumped back on. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with this. Yeah. Paige, what do you think of Barcelona? 
Um, well, I think for people like me who aren't really on Twitter and I already have an Instagram following, if like those people are, are automatically going to be seeing my stuff, I would probably start using that if I was going to start making Twitter type content, like just more text posts. Um, but the people who are already on Twitter, it might be hard for them to like move over to this new app that's pretty similar to the same thing. I know a lot of people are mad at Elon Musk right now, right? So like maybe some of those people that left will go over there. Um, but I know my husband loves Twitter because he's like, I feel like stuff breaks on Twitter first, like sports stuff. Like you hear rumblings yes. of things before it's like out on the news. So that's what he likes it for. Um, but yeah, I'm not big on Twitter, but if it, like I would try it if it when Instagram starts this, because I feel like when you get on stuff quickly, it's usually beneficial. So we'll see. That's a great point because it said that with this app, Meta will let you log in through Instagram and you'll already have your following there. So mm. it, it sounds like it's going to be one giant group chat. I like Twitter for content because you could find trending topics on it. Just like you said, stuff does break. So you could literally search real estate news. You could search hashtag Utah real estate. And I bet you could find someone saying something interesting that you could either retweet or debunk in a green screen or something like that. So Twitter is also a great place as a dumping ground. I always say this, but to test content. So if I have an idea and I don't know if it's going to be funny or not, and I want to not upload it to Instagram, I test it out on Twitter first and just see what the feedback is like there. And if it's slow, I know I'm not going to put that thing on Instagram. So yeah, I, I like Twitter for stuff like that. It's just, it's good to constantly be aware of what's trending because then you could twist your YouTube titles to what's trending from Twitter, right, Tom? That's your big thing, twisting titles. <laughs> and the other trending. day, and I, I went to Twitter to confirm that Instagram was down. Like that's where I found out that Instagram wasn't working. I went to Twitter. So, you know- all right. Sorry, cut you off. No, that's all. I think I think that's. <laughs> well, you that's you're it on that one. But we, you're frozen right now, so I'm frozen. I'm wondering if those yeah, for you're, everybody you're, with me. You're fro you're super frozen. Yeah, you're, you're frozen. Okay. Final final topic uh, or final you know thought on this is that it is cool that your Instagram followers like it's one giant group chat, which could get a little bit insane. Uh, if you have you know a big following like Paige, you're going to have forty thousand people. Up, oh, and we lost Eric. You just got to have forty thousand people in one giant group chat. Like that's kind of crazy, but. I just like the fact that Instagram is constantly trying to improve and introduce things and right. Like being aware of him, like Eric said, and he's back. Welcome. Welcome back. All right. <laughs> Last topic here. This is maybe the, the most value packed actually. Uh, Eric, I'm going to tee this one up for you, buddy. Cause uh, you are very good at this. Last topic here is how to create a strong email newsletter. Eric. The floor is yours. And welcome. Yeah, I wanted to, to kick it to Tom and Paige and you first, actually, see what you guys are doing for your <laughs> newsletters. <laughs> just completely, just, yeah. you know, reflect right back to you. Uh, Tom, <laughs> I'm sure you have a great newsletter. What are you doing with it? How should agents build their newsletter? And then I'll get into what we're doing with BAM. Yeah, so we have two different listener CRM, right? We have our actual real database of people that if I saw on the street, I would stop and talk to. I've sold them a house already. That's like 300 and something people. And then we have our... Uh, you know, lead magnet online list of thousands of names of people now, but they're all going to be hit with the same thing. I have actually truthfully taken a page out of what BAM's been doing. I don't do daily emails, but I like the way you guys have the different options and I click on what's interesting to me. So a lot of my uh, emails will actually be a small amount of information in writing and then links to take them to the YouTube update or something else that's going on or featured listings or something like that. But for me personally, I like, I like them to be clean, simple, to the point, not too much text, not too much information. Because if I get a newsletter, I get some from some, some of the big banks and I'm like, this is like 
hurts my head even looking at this. So, uh, but I wouldn't say it's my strong suit, but we do certainly send one out at least once a month. Yeah. I, I like what we do is we have our five blogs and then we have two or three shows and we've noticed a, an enormous click through percentage is way higher from the stuff you put on top. Right? So if we want to plug the walkthrough, we're going to put that first, but in the subheader, we're going to put something that we also want people to read. Maybe we'll plug that sixth or seventh. So that way people get through everything as they're searching for the topic that they opened the, the uh, email from originally, if that makes sense. So don't always just like put all your heavy stuff in the first one, two or three slots. Cause if you want them to get all the way through, put something heavy towards the end too. Paige, are you sending out emails uh, on a regular basis to your clients? Not as often as I should. I do some, I actually really like the coffee and contracts templates. I hate getting emails personally. So I send them out sometimes, but if I'm getting an email, it better be short, it better be pretty and it better be relevant. So if there's local stuff that I feel like it's helpful, like what would I actually want to get about stuff that's going on, you know, in the local area or like I'll send out occasional market updates. And then sometimes I'll send out some of my listings, like price reductions or like the cool listing video. Um, but yeah, personally, I hate getting emails. So I'm like pretty selective about what I send out. Yeah. I, I think also what we do, which is really effective is we plug every BAM article in our Instagram stories and whatever gets the most clicks, that's what we're going to lead as the email subject and the subheader. So I'm, I'm basically using the entire day from, you know, 6am of posting till two or three o'clock to see, okay, this one got 50 link clicks. It's the hot sheet title. We're going to put that as the email subject. This one got zero link clicks. We're not going to even put that anywhere in the email. Yes, Dan, you just chatted me. Dan's on mute. It appears. I was on mute. Classic. Uh, I was, I guess that makes sense. Cause I was trying to say something and uh, okay. Classic. Uh, my, my email, like, so we have it kind of like labeled, right? So some of the emails that I want to send out, we have 23,000 people on this email list. I don't want to send my funny skits to a CEO, right. Of me in a Batman costume. So what we do is my, my newsletter is, you know, labeled. So we'll send certain things to certain people, right? Like if it's an agent to agent email, if it's an agent to consumer, some of my past clients. So we have like certain templates kind of teed up for the different people that are in the CRM and in the, uh, our email list. Right. Because again, I don't want, you know, my mom seeing me in a Batman costume or whatever, but another agent, right. If I'm making that content agent to agent, then that, then I will. So that's one thing that we've done that's really worked and people actually like love it. And we kind of are now paying more attention to open rate and, um, people are starting to really reach out and say like, Hey, we loved, you know, the email that you guys sent out, you know, on the market and what's going on. And Tom, back to what you said in the very beginning of how more agents are coming to your team now, because maybe they're struggling a little bit. I've been getting so many leads from our, from our, uh, email like newsletter of agents, like, wow, that was great information. I never thought of that. Or I never, and I didn't know this, like it's actually gotten uh, business and also agents to the team. So I think it's awesome. And I, the, the one thing, I, no, no, no. Here's the only thing I'd add. I really do. Yeah. I, I really I'm do out. mean that, Dan. No, no, seriously. Wait. I, I. Here's the thing, though. When you're sending out the newsletter, when you're sending it to that big list of people that aren't maybe your past clients, but just a list of people who've signed up for things, I, I feel like it's more. You can use the hook to get them to actually get there, right? But like, I don't need to sell the clients that already trust us to click on a link. Like we've, they they already trust us. I don't need to. So. I'm not using as much clickbait stuff to the actual list of people that I've already worked with before or the people that don't know me or haven't consumed the content, you know, I'll play the game to try to get them to actually the newsletter and clicking on something. Yeah. All right. Any final thoughts on creating a newsletter or any of these topics above? I'm about to uh, miss an appraisal here. 
Perfect. Uh, yeah, just embed your Instagram posts into your newsletter. Pantana talks about this all the time, but Paige, embedding that listing video that you did and then yeah. throwing that in an email to people, that's going to give your Instagram more exposure and it's going to give that listing more exposure. It's just, it's a great way if you don't have anything to send, embed a post that was valuable. Something so. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and I love what you said too. Like you're using the coffee and contracts template, right? Like speaking yeah. of BMX, yeah. you know, maybe we don't have the time to create one or maybe you don't even know how to get started and, and, and how, where to, where to start. Right. There yeah. are resources available to all of us that we could use. And like the coffee and contract one is super clean. It's aesthetically very good looking, right? Like all the Haley creates the best content. And so you utilizing that and, you know, using it for your benefit is everybody. Yeah. Should do it. yeah she's got, she's got a Canva course in there. Coffee and contracts is not, in BAMX for the record, but you should check out BAMX right now, link in the description and join the community so you can hear from geniuses like us every single day. Thank you for listening. Throw this video a like, make sure you're subscribed to the channel. Follow Tom's story at the story team. Follow Paige Steckling at Utah Real Estate Page. Dan. Don't follow me. Don't follow him. <laughs> I'm one of the one of the ages leaving the industry. Speaking exactly. of where, see you next week, folks. See ya.